This is the Right Now Podcast with Sarah Werner. Episode 73, How Do I Know When I'm Good Enough? Welcome to Right Now, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring professional and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write every day. I'm your host, Sarah Warner, and I recently followed through with something that I said I was going to do a long time ago on the Right Now podcast. In episode 72, you may remember that I talked about finishing what you start. And I did it. I finished a project. I finished something that I started, and it feels really good. I started creating the Girl in Space audio drama, so it's a fictional podcast where I sort of script everything and put in sound effects and then send it out to actors and have them act it out. It's just like this, except it's it's not real. I started that back in, I want to say, like, April or May 2017, And I launched it out on iTunes, which is now called Apple Podcasts, in September 2017. And I kept the episodes going kind of regularly. Um, I was creating them as I was going along. So I was writing them as I was releasing them. And I just had no idea when I first started how much time and energy it would take to create a 12-episode season where each episode is 30 minutes. Like, it seemed very simple to me at the outset. And then, and then I started doing it. And it took a lot longer than I anticipated, as I think most projects do. So fast forward to December 2018. Yes, over a year later. And I had released episode 12. Since I'm not a planner, since I'm a pantser, I write by the seat of my pants. I didn't have anything planned. And so I didn't know where this series was going to end. And I wasn't quite satisfied where it ended in episode 12 of the first season. And so I was like, well, I'll I'll do one more episode. I'll make it a 13-episode season, and that'll give me the time uh, and the space in which to wrap up this show and sort of complete some of the story arcs that I've started. It just felt right to do one more episode. And that was in December 2018. From December until about January or March, I took a small break. I started brainstorming what I wanted to happen in the episode, but I was working on other things for my business. I was working on creating a podcasting course, and I ended up creating that. It's called Podcast Now, if you're interested in taking it. It's out on my website, sarahwerner.com. It's a huge course. It's And don't let that intimidate you, but it takes you through beginner to expert and really shows you what you need to make a successful podcast. So not just a podcast that like hangs out in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora or whatever, but like a podcast that is actually successful. And so I created, I think, 52 videos for that and edited the videos and created worksheets with the help of my husband, Tim. And it took several months to create this massive course. And so after I was done launching the course in about February or March of 2019, 
I was like, well, okay, I, maybe I've been putting off Girl in Space a little bit. So I started writing. And I've mentioned it before on this podcast, writing that episode, episode 13 of Girl in Space, it took me so long. I wrote somewhere between nine and 11 drafts of it, each of which was radically different. And then I sent it out to my actors and waited several weeks for them to get back to me. Some of them were no longer interested in doing the show. So that's fun. So I, I had to be a little bit flexible and a little bit fluid there. There were just a lot of a lot of setbacks. Um, I ran into several problems when I was doing the sound design and some of the audio editing. So it took a while. And, and all the while, I was in a place of resistance. I want to save that topic for another episode. And you know what? Actually, we'll talk about it a little bit in this episode. But, oh, I was in a state of resistance where I knew I should be working on it and I was working on it. But there was some little part of me that was like dragging its feet. There was some little part of me that wasn't really along for the ride, like fully committed in its weird, twisted little heart. But... As of August 18th, maybe, I put it out on an audio drama Sunday, and I hit publish, and then I realized I had finished a project. It all came together. The episode ended up being twice as long as normal. It was an hour and some change. It wrapped up everything I wanted it to wrap up. It set up the stage for season two, and I felt confused. I felt lost. And I still kind of do. It's taken me a couple weeks of false starts on other projects. I have some stuff for my business that I'm working on. I have some speaking engagements that I'm preparing for. I get to speak at the Austin Film Festival again this year, and I'll be at New York Comic Con. I'm speaking there. I'm preparing for a lot of those things. But creating that episode and the anxiety around creating that final episode was so exhausting and exhaustive and so all-consuming that I kind of didn't know what to do with myself. And all my friends were like, you know, you can do what you tell other people to do. Like, don't be a hypocrite. You tell writers that rest is self-care and that self-care is important and that, you know, and you should rest. And so I rested. I don't know if I rested the right way. I actually have an episode about this. I don't remember what number it is off the top of my head, but it's an episode called How to Rest as a Writer. And I didn't follow my own advice because I'm terrible at doing that. <laughs> but I'm finally in a place where I think I'm recharging properly. I'm creating right now podcast episodes again. I'm reading again. I played some video games, which was kind of fun. Uh, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder with friends. I've been communicating with the folks in the writing and audio drama communities. I'm recommitted to my I Am A Writer Facebook group, which you can join. There's a link to it out on my website. And I am digging back into email. I get so many amazing, smart, mind-blowingly awesome questions from listeners just like you. And today's episode comes from a listener question. I always try to respond to listener questions if I can, and if I can't, I'm sorry. I, I can't get to all of them, and I wish I could, but there's a lot going on. So thank you for understanding. Today's question comes from listener Annie, and Annie says, I really want to self-publish a book someday, but I worry that my first book will be terrible, since with each consecutive book, 
I will be older and have more experience writing and therefore will be more skilled. I'm worried that after I'm several books in, I will regret having published my first one and it will be embarrassingly bad. How do I know when I'm good enough to self-publish? Annie, thank you so much for sending in this question. I read it and I read so many other questions within it. There's a lot going on here. There's more than just one question being asked. There are questions here like, what is good enough? What is enough? What are your writing goals? Do you want to just write because you love writing? Do you want to write because you want a movie deal? Do you want to write because you want a lot of book sales? Do you want to write so that you can win an award? There's so many reasons that people write. And it's important to understand your own motives so that you can get the most out of the experience and so that you can set your expectations properly. So I'm going to explore those questions in just a little bit. First, I want to say, Annie, and anybody else who has ever wondered the same thing, how do I know when I'm good enough? I have good news and I have bad news. And they're kind of the same thing. The good news and the bad news is that you are always learning. The good news, and perhaps the bad news, is that there is no ceiling. There's no peak. There's no point at which you can say, I will never be better than this. Because the next day, if you keep writing, you're going to be a little bit better. The good news and the bad news is that there is no objective good enough. There's just you and what you love. The good news and the bad news is that you can only ever get better. I want to say that again. You can only ever get better. But, caveat, only if you keep taking action, only if you keep writing, only if you keep creating, then you will get better. You need to act to improve. There is no passive improvement when it comes to writing. Sure, there's activities that take less energy. So you can get better at writing by, obviously, writing. You can also improve your writing by reading books or reading articles or reading whatever it is in the medium that you want to create. So reading screenplays, reading poems, you can improve by taking action and going to a class, taking a class, listening to a podcast like this, asking your writer's group for writing advice. There's a lot of different ways to move forward, to act, to improve, to get better, to learn. But I think that some of us tend to think of it as, I'm going to be a better writer in 25 years, so I'm just going to wait 25 years and write then. At that point, you won't be 25 years better. You'll just be 25 years older. And you'll be at the same confused, bewildered, upset, questioning place that you are right now. So you can't stay passive if you want to improve. You can't wait it out. 
It's not like a rainstorm where if you wait a couple days, or in this metaphor, you know, if you wait a couple of years, it's not going to pass. You're not going to get better if you don't actively pursue the craft of writing and reading and learning. So if you want to improve, you must take action. And the sooner you take action, the sooner you will improve. Okay, Sarah, you're saying, but that doesn't answer my question. My question is, how do I know if I'm good enough now to write? Or how do I know if I'm good enough now to publish? Well, my question to you is, what are your expectations? What do you expect from yourself? What kind of quality? And when I ask that question, I'm asking a lot of questions wrapped up in one. As, you know, I think most questions are a lot of questions wrapped up in one. And so that splits out into a lot of little mini questions like, what are your expectations as they relate to the quality of your dialogue? If you're a fiction writer, if you're writing a novel, or are you talking about the quality as it pertains to structuring a healthy story? Or are you talking about the beauty of the language, the diction that you're using? Or are you talking about your ability to create three-dimensional characters who have natural-seeming flaws and healthy, good, exciting character arcs? What are your expectations? Do you expect to enjoy the process? Which leads into, why are you doing this? And I'm not asking that, like, why are you doing this? Because no, (laughs) I would never ask you that. I want to know why you're doing this. Because that's related to your expectations. Your goals and your expectations are all intertwined. So if your expectations are that you will write well enough to win an award, that maybe tells me that one of your goals is to win a writing award. And that is maybe one of the motivations for you to write. Or maybe you want to publish an ebook that generates a ton of sales and you're able to leave your full time job and live off of book sales. I don't want to burst your bubble. That doesn't often happen. Or if it does happen, the author often has other sources of passive income, but we can talk about that in another episode. Maybe your expectations are that one day you will be a Hollywood producer. And so your writing goal right now is to get a movie deal out of one of your books so that you can break in to Hollywood. Or maybe your goals and your expectations and your motivations are a little bit more subtle. Maybe you want some five-star reviews. Maybe you need a win in your life, and publishing a book will provide that for you. Maybe you need something so that you can show people, yeah, I made this. You said I couldn't, but I did. Here, this is the book that I wrote and published. Maybe you need that, and that's okay. So what is good enough? It's going to be very relative. Because good enough to self-publish and good enough for a $9 million Hollywood movie deal are very different things. And, arguably, one's not better than the other. The quality of the writing doesn't need to be better in one or the other. Or maybe good enough is a feeling. Expectations and goals aside you know, rational evaluation of the quality of your work aside, maybe good enough means confident enough. Or in the case of question asker Annie, 
Maybe good enough just means good enough that I won't laugh at it five years down the road. Good enough that I won't want to take it down from the shelves because I'm so embarrassed of how naive or immature the writing seemed at the time. Whatever it is, once again, I have some good news and some bad news for you. The good news is that as you continue to create and write and take action and learn and grow and all of those good things, your writing will improve. But the bad news is, in 25 years when you're improved, you might look back on your work and cringe a little bit. I have a story that is very relevant (laughs) to this question and this exact situation. I don't know how long you've been listening to this show, but I launched the Right Now podcast back in January 2015. And those early episodes that I launched with, I recorded back in November 2014. So at this point, at this date of recording, those first episodes are several years old. I'm also the kind of person that learns as I go. Just like I'm a pantser with my writing, I'm kind of a pantser with everything else. And I learn by doing. I learn by jumping in and making a ton of mistakes. And uh, I think that this will be relevant to the questions that you're asking. So I recorded the first episode of the Right Now podcast back in November 2014. And I had, at the time, a borrowed microphone. I was using a blue snowball, which I had borrowed. I was using a, an older laptop. I was using a 2009 MacBook. I was using Audacity, which is a free software, which I still use. I'm still using Audacity to this day. And I wrote down the notes for my first episode, and I had some talking points. And I sat down, and I turned on the microphone, and I kind of figured out the correct gain and the correct settings for the volume, and I started recording. And after I recorded it, I edited it, edited it, edited it, that's correct, edited it, uh, very, uh, very obsessively. I got rid of every single little mouth click, every car going by, every turning on of the chainsaws in the backyard. When I was done putting in the opening and closing music and adding in my bumpers and the credits and all of that stuff, I listened to it. And at that time, in November 2014... I was so proud of episode one of the Right Now podcast. I was so proud of it. I remember thinking, I want to hold on to this forever because there is no way I will ever create anything this good ever again. And in fact, I thought that so passionately that I almost didn't want to create additional episodes because those additional episodes would bury that first perfect amazing episode. This is hubris. (laughs) So fast forward a couple years, I went back and I tried listening to that first episode of the Right Now podcast. And my friends, it is not good. Small caveat, I think it's still helpful. It has helpful information maybe, but I listen to it now and it hurts my ears. The audio quality is abysmal. The editing is amateurish and choppy. It's just, oh, there are so many things I would do differently. There are so many things that, dare I say, 
I regret. I was doing book recommendations or book of the week or a segment like that, and that did not work well, and I wish I would have known that when I first started to just get rid of that. My tagline was different because I only talked to aspiring writers and not all writers. But what really gets me is the quality of that episode. Hilariously, several years later, the same thing happened. I recorded the very first episode of Girl in Space, and I learned how to do sound design, and I upped my skills in editing, and I did a whole bunch of new stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the new pinnacle of podcasting for me. I've learned so much. I'm really glad I didn't start Girl in Space two years ago when I was still learning. Ha 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 ha. This, this first episode of Girl in Space is the most amazing and perfect thing I have ever created and, dare I say, may be the best thing I will ever create. Turns out I was majorly wrong. It is currently something like August 2019 and... Again, that first episode of Girl in Space, it is so cringy to me now. And I have so many things that I want to go back and do differently. But a couple things on that. Number one, there is no going back. There is no going back. And that is a good thing. Otherwise, we all turn into George Lucas who goes back to the original Star Wars movies and keeps retouching them and making them more and more discordant and strange and forgets what it means to contribute to an artistic community and to grow as a creative individual. I realize that's kind of harsh. George, if you're listening, you're awesome, and you can move on now. What I'm saying is, no matter how good you think it is at the time, you will always look back on your earlier work and say, ugh, how did I ever make that? But my friends, that is a good thing because it means you are growing and learning and improving. You don't want to create your best stuff right now. You want to create good stuff right now, but you don't want to peak. By that I mean, you don't ever want to be at a place where you look back and realize that your best days are behind you. I want your best days to always be ahead of you. An analogy for this is the cliche high school football player who peaked his senior year as quarterback and now is depressed and thinking, I'll never be that good again. I don't want you to be a glory days athlete looking back to something that you can't have. I want you to be looking to the future and realizing, oh my gosh, I have so many amazing things I am going to create. So I want to rephrase the concern that you're worried your first book will be terrible. Because your first book won't be terrible. Your first book will be your first book. And it will contain everything you know and have learned up to that point. And that's good. However, I also want to tell you, I understand the fear of future regret. The fear that says, well, what if one day I look back and this is a huge embarrassment? Why did I bother putting the time and energy into creating this if it's not the absolute best that it can be, if it's not 
perfect. So if you're a perfectionist like me, you know how paralyzing the fear of being imperfect can be. If you're a perfectionist, it hurts your very soul to think that you are not putting sheer perfection out into the universe. But again, I have good news and I have bad news. And that is that you're not perfect. No one is perfect. And if the fear of looking back on your past and earlier works with embarrassment and regret is enough to keep you from writing now, then that means fear has won. That means that ego has gotten in the way. That means judgment is reigning in your mind. Here's some advice my therapist would give me. Accept where you are. Learn to love where you are. And respect the person, the past you, that has worked so hard to get you to the place where you are now. Because that person will help you continue to learn and grow and evolve and become even better. Judging your past work, judging your past self, it comes from a place of fear and resistance. It comes from a place of ego. What you need to do in this moment is say that I accept where I am and I'm going to start and I'm going to take those steps before I think I'm good enough. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to take one step after another after another. And I'm going to know that with each step, I am growing and learning and improving. With every page I write, I am growing and learning and improving. And most importantly, the next step cannot come until you are done taking the step that you're in right now. You can't wait 25 years and then start. You've got to do it now. So your question is, how do I know when I'm good enough to self-publish? What if you're good enough right now? Or, if you'd like to take a more objective view of it, join a writer's group and get some feedback and ask those people, hey, do you think this is ready for publishing? Or, better yet, find a group of people that you trust to be brutally honest with you. Maybe a college professor or a high school English teacher or a friend who's the type of friend who won't just say, oh, great job, buddy, and pat you on the back. You want the kind of friend who's going to be like, mm, I don't think this works. Or, wow, this really does work and I'm impressed. Reach out on Twitter or some other social media for beta readers. Ask your book-loving friends if this works. Ask your writing mentor. And even read it yourself. Read it out loud. Listen to what it sounds like. Listen to your sentence structure. Listen to the dialogue. Listen to the flow of the words and the arc of the characters' stories. But don't put off taking action. Make sure you're taking some kind of step. Whether it's publishing and putting yourself out there, whether it's sending your manuscript to trusted friends or beta readers or a writer's group, whether it's finishing that manuscript in the first place. Whatever it is, love, respect, and accept the place where you are. Be willing to start before you're good enough. Be brave and act before you think you're ready.
This was a fantastic question, and I think it's something that a lot of writers struggle with. So, Annie, thank you so much for emailing me. If you are a writer that has a question or a stumbling point or just some kind of barrier in front of you, let us know. You can leave a comment underneath today's episode over at sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. And I have all of my most recent episodes under the episodes tab, I think. There might also be a few of them displayed on the homepage, but I'm always changing my website, so I don't know what that's going to look like right now. But let us know your thoughts. You can chime in in the I Am A Writer Facebook group, which you can join for free. There's a link to it out on the front page of my website or also on the Right Now Podcast Facebook page. So either one of those ways will get you there. Yeah, you can also fill out the contact form on my website by navigating to sarahwerner.com slash contact, and you can send me your questions that way. I do get a lot of questions from people, and so if I'm not able to answer your question on the show, I am very sorry. But it is just not something that is possible for me to do. I want to thank all of the people who support this show, not just by listening, even though my listeners are very amazing and important and brilliant people, but I want to thank the people who financially support the show. So Girl in Space and the Right Now podcast, I make both of these just <laughs> on my own time and with my own resources, and I make them free to everyone so that everyone can enjoy the story, everyone can feel inspired to write. And so there's some people who give money on a third-party platform called Patreon to help pay for hosting, help pay for the website, help pay for all of the costs that are involved with podcasting. And I want to thank you so much for being a patron. These people include Elise Jane Tabor, Thank you, Elise. They also include Julian Vincent Thornburg, Michael Beckwith, Leslie Duncan, Gary Medina, and Rebecca Werner. Thank you so much for your generous support. If you would like to become a patron on Patreon, basically how it works is you pledge a certain amount of money, a dollar per episode, $2 per episode, $60 million per episode, whatever you feel like. And every time a new episode comes out, you get charged for the amount that you pledged. Recently, my episodes have only been coming out about like once a month or twice a month. And so if you pledge a dollar per episode, you'll only spend like $2 a month. And hopefully my show is worth it to you. I don't know. But if you would like to become a patron, you can do that in a couple different ways. You can go out to sarahwerner.com and click on the place where you can support my work here at the Right Now Podcast. You can also go out to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sarah Ray Werner, S-A-R-A-H-R-H-E-A-W-E-R-N-E-R, and make your pledge. There's also some little bonuses that you get, including shout outs and things like that. So if you want to become a patron, that would be really nice and really amazing. Thank you. And with that, this has been episode 73 of the Right Now podcast, the podcast that helps aspiring writers and all writers to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write every day. I'm Sarah Warner, and I want you to start before you think you're good enough. <laughs>